What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast, and we got a lot to cover. Got a lot to cover today. We got Tanaka stuff. We got Gary Sanchez. We got Estevan Florial. We have maybe even a Jeter story and something else that I will keep a little bit of a surprise for you. If you've seen social media, then you might know it is Yankee related, but also pop culture related, I guess you could say. So hang on. We will be right back. And we are back. So, I think some big news is that Masahiro Tanaka has been logged in, whatever you're running, penciled in, penned in, I should say. He's been slotted to be the Yankees' opening day starter. And I think it's not a good move. Want to know why? Well... <laughs> Even if you don't, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Tanaka. Love Tanaka. Don't get me wrong. I think Tanaka is an awesome pitcher. Love him. But he starts off slow. He does not heat up till later in the season. And we know he's a great playoff pitcher. He, he has had really amazing starts for the Yankees over the years. And... I can understand that they think he, you know, has been with them and don't want to start a brand new acquisition. I don't get that part, though. They, I, I saw that explanation, but I just don't like that. And here's the thing. James Paxton from Canada. He has played in the cold. He knows the cold. He is a better pitcher in the cold than Tanaka. And Tanaka's track record for opening days is not great. And I know, you know, you can't always go by statistics for pitchers after, you know, a certain amount of years because some of his starts are, you know, some of his opening day starts are three years ago at this point. But there could be something to it. It could be opening day jitters that he has. I, I don't know. He definitely doesn't have playoff jitters. We know that because he, he is an ace in the playoffs for them. I just don't really love this move. I think you should go with Paxton and keep Tanaka to, you know, he could do the, the second game. He can pitch the second game. So we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I obviously think I am, I hope I am completely wrong on this, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't really love the move. Something else about Tanaka is he has been experimenting with a knuckle curve. And if he can get that down, that is a great pitch. And Mike Messina used to throw a knuckle curve. So it's a really effective pitch. It is, you know, as its name, it's a combination of a knuckle ball and a curve ball. And it, you know, hitters say it does crazy things. So if he can get that as well as his slider, and then mix in his fastball, because his fastball is very hittable. You, you look at the stats on that, and guys are seeing that and hitting that. He's got to obviously locate the fastball a lot better. And I don't know what his velocity is at this point right now, but that is obviously something that you need to, um, you know, you need to, to monitor for him. So 
We'll see what happens with that, but he's supposed to be in good shape. And did you hear McKenna? That, that, that's my dog, McKenna. She's in the studio with us today. What's the matter? You, you don't like that? You don't like it either that Tanaka's uh, starting opening day? No. She, she's a big fan of Tanaka, but she's already told me that she thinks Paxton should start like I think. <laughs> All right, guys. We are going to take a little break, so stay tuned, and we'll be back with some more. And we're back. So one of the big things in social media, if you saw it and everywhere, probably all news outlets, but J-Lo and A-Rod getting married. So if you saw, if you didn't see, A-Rod posted a picture of the engagement ring of J-Lo's. And I don't know, it's an emerald and a diamond. I'm, I'm sure some people are probably like freaking out about it, that it's a million dollars. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about rings like that. So um, it's nice, you know, people like saying a million dollars, but that's, that's like a drop in the bucket for A-Rod. Come on. He's had two of the biggest contracts ever in MLB. But, you know, I guess he's got <laughs> to put that up. And they say it's over, even over a, mil, over a million dollars it could be valued at. Um, and, you know, J-Lo's probably like a billionaire too, you know, definitely multi-millionaire. So, um, yeah, she's, she's probably expecting a ring like that. She's probably like, oh, yeah, this is, this is like the minimum. <laughs> but congratulations to them. And, I, you know, I got to hand it to A-Rod. And I, I'm not the biggest A-Rod fan. Um, I, I liked it in 2009 when he was winning the World Series and, uh, and crushing the ball, finally. But he has really repaired his reputation. You know, he was a, you know, so many people thought he was a bum and a cheat and steroids and all that. And now look at him. He's got like the number, he had the number one podcast last year when he did it. Um, and, and people like love him now. He's really like, you know, dating J-Lo has helped. And just being on social media, it really. And now he's a, a, a commentator and people think he's a really good commentator. He has really repaired his, uh, his, his image, his reputation. So I guess you got to give him kudos for that. You know, uh, I, 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 still don't, I still don't really like him. <laughs> but I guess, you know, good for him. Good, good for him. I'm not, I'm not going to deny anybody, right? Some, some, uh, some good press. And, you know, he did win a World Series with the Yankees, and he contributed some, to some big moments with them. So... So that, that, you know, whatever. I guess I'm okay with him. <laughs> oh, but know who I'm really okay with is Estevan Florial. He is playing really well, and people are comparing him to Bernie Williams, but with an even better arm than Bernie. And if he can be half the player that Bernie Williams was, uh, he would be sensational. Although he's a center fielder, and he's 21 years old, they just locked Hicks in for seven years. Like, what, what do you do with that? Do you, I guess you figure it out and see if he actually gets to the majors. Hasn't gone up past, I think he's only been in high A. So this year, people think that he will eventually make it up to triple A. And, uh, you know, it'd be a great problem if he is, becomes a, a, a big breakout player in the minors and the Yankees want to bring him up. 
Definitely, right? Because Hicks was a pretty good deal. They, they definitely got a, a bargain with him. So even if, I don't know, if, if for some reason Florio becomes a superstar, you could always shift Hicks over to left field. Um, that would probably be the best solution in that case. But, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, another guy who is looking really fit, they say, is Gary Sanchez, although his offense is not there and making me a little nervous, I got to say. Uh, you know, everybody says, oh, he's going to be comeback player of the year, big bounce back season. Um, that would be great, but it's, you got to do it. And I know it's spring training, but, you know, even the pitchers are getting into form, so he's got to put something together. Because if he, what he bat last year, Mario, look this up. I think it was like 188 he batted. And he had injuries, yes, granted. He had some injuries, uh, two trips to the, to the DL, or now we call it IL. So I understand that. But this, if he doesn't, if he's got a poor offensive year this year, you know, what are the Yankees going to do? Say, oh, we're, well, all right, two years uh, bad, but he'll get it in that third year. <laughs> No, they are not going to wait. They are not going to wait. They are going to have to do something and make a move. And it would be a shame because Gary Sanchez shows so much potential. Everybody loves his bat, his hand speed, everything. He crushes balls. But you got to produce. You have got to produce. So let's uh, hopefully he's healthy. You know, they're saying he's in good shape. They're saying he looks great defensively, which is fantastic. Love, love hearing that. Um, and, and watching it, I've seen some of the clips. He definitely, he definitely is looking quicker and better behind the plate. So we will see. We will see about that. Um, you know, one of the other things is kind of Yankee-related, you know. It, it, well, definitely Yankee-related. I shouldn't say kind of. But Derek Jeter. So um, Derek Jeter came out, had, a, had a, a, some sort of a press conference at, at Marlins uh, Stadium or, or wherever. I don't know if it was spring training or what, but he, he really, he, he's seeming like the master of trying, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors, maybe, how he said he wants to make the experience at the Marlins Park a great experience. And he goes on in, in this interview about saying, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who don't even remember the, the results from a game. And he's really like, he's really patting himself for the Marlins to have a really bad year and, uh, and hope people still come to the stadium. But I, that's the way it should be. They should try and do things more like AAA. If you've ever gone to a AAA game, they're a lot of fun. They have like so much stuff going on in between innings and they really make it an experience. So, you know, big props to, to AAA. Uh, I don't know if it's, a, if, if it's minor league baseball that uh, as an association that really enforces them to, uh, to make the games f more fun and, and just more interesting. But it is great. It's a great concept. Keeps, keeps you engaged when you're at the game. Even if, like, you know, because usually the minor league games I've gone to, I haven't gone to, like, see particular players. Like, when you go see the Yankees, you're like, oh, I want to see Judge. I want to see Sanchez, Giancarlo, etc. But Marlins should do something more like that. Make it more about the experience and keep people engaged. Because 
I think the Marlins are not going to keep people engaged with their play on the field. And I feel bad about it, too, because I would like to see uh, Marlins have some success with Jeter and especially, especially Donnie Baseball. Come on. With him as their manager, I, I really hope that he has at least a winning season this year. That would, that would be good. I would really like that. So um, in other news... You guys should go check out, thanks to, uh, thanks to my aunt, Aunt Franny, uh, producing, producing the show, sending lots of articles, and one in particular that I really liked was an interview with Adam Adovino, and he's like one of my favorite players, and he hasn't even pitched in a real game on the Yankees, but I just, I just really like everything about him, definitely that he's from New York, and he talks about Brooklyn growing up there and pizza. <laughs> and he's a Star Wars fan, too, because they ask him a question in there about bobbleheads. And I guess he had a whole thing of Star Wars bobbleheads. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show, you know, number one, I love Star Wars. And number two, I love bobbleheads. So <laughs> it's just that combination alone makes me like him. Uh, but... They asked him if he's going to have bobbleheads in his locker, and he said uh, he said yes. But he did say he threw out all those Star Wars bobbleheads when he was going through a bad streak of of playing with the Rockies. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's a little bit superstitious, and uh, I, I believe I'm pretty superstitious too, especially when I played sports. But I, I remember seeing something that baseball players are the most superstitious out of any sports, and it's, um, yeah, it, it's interesting, and I, I think I've told you those stories uh, about watching games, and, you know, especially with my brother, we would, like, be like, go do this, and <laughs> that was, like, superstitious, like, make sure all the toilet paper rolls are going over the top and not under. <laughs> I used to have a Bernie Williams bobblehead that I would shake while, uh, while the Yankees were up at bat. And then if that didn't work, I'd put it down. So I, I, I know all about superstitions. Oh, boy. It's, it's fun. It makes it fun. It makes you think you're actually controlling what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, that is that. And want to finish it up with some promising signs from Miguel Andujar and... Uh, Phil Nevin, who's the Yankees' third base coach, was a third baseman in the majors for probably for like 10 or 12 years. So guy's got experience. I like him too. He's, he's kind of fiery. You remember last year when he like he got into it uh, with got into it with another team, right? And he joked about it afterwards. They're like, what did you say to him? And that was a funny story. I can't remember the whole thing, but I like Phil Nevin. He is he is a good guy. And he said that he is really liking Andujar's defense this year, and he said he noticed a couple of things where he has made, you know, they always talk about the first step, and the first step, uh, whether it's taking the first step for the ball, when it's, you know, your first instinct to move, and also first step of getting the ball transferring from your glove to throwing arm to going over to, thir- to um, throwing to first base. And they're saying that Andujar is looking really good. And it's a tiny thing, but it's major in terms of his defensive progression. 
So really like that, really like that. The other thing that I don't like in spring training right now is, well, it's, it's a good and bad, but Troy Tulowitzki has not been playing great this spring. He started out great. I think he was like three for six, but then people are like, oh, is it, you know, is it catching up with him? Is he, is he already declining? Is he already tired? And maybe, you know, the guy hasn't played a full season in, what, two years? So it could be. It could be a little bit, and he's got to get adjusted to it. But the good news about that is that they have DJ LeMayu, who I really like. I think he's going to be a really strong player and critical to the Yankees' success this year. So he is available. And you switch Glaber over to short, which is his first position, and put DJ LM at second base, I like it. That is a great combo. And with Andujar's... Uh, increased um, defense, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And hopefully Voight or Bird, we'll see who's making it there. Hopefully they also have improved their defense and you have a solid, you have a, just a solid defense right there. And that, that is going to win games. And you need Tula, if Tulowitzki is starting, you, you really, he better be solid defensively. And you look at it, all those injuries going on, thir- you know, he's 34. I don't know when he turns 35, but, you know, who would you rather have there, Glaber or Tulo? I don't know. My, my money's on, on Glaber. Love to have Glaber and having DJ play every day. I think he's got to. I, I don't like this super sub. We'll see. We'll see. We're getting closer, though. Closer and closer. We've got how many days left? I don't know. It's, it's March 28th, opening day for the Yankees. I cannot wait. I'm so fired up for it. And, you know, spe- you know and who's going to be broadcasting it? It's going to be the Yes Network. And the Yankees and Amazon combined with a couple of other uh, entities to buy back the Yes Network. So what does that mean for us? Are we going to get... Better programming, more programming? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know all the particulars on who is actually running it. They, you know, Yes Network has always been great. I love it. But would love to see more Yankee shows. Like, right, Mario? Wouldn't you like to see a show such as, let's see, maybe we could call it the Yankee Crazy Podcast Show? <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. If anybody from Yes is listening, we are available to talk and negotiate. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But all right, guys, that is all. So like I always say, stay tuned and let's go Yankees.